This is the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. I'm Megan Kendrick, owner of Spa Retailer Magazine. And I'm Jeff Bailey, owner of Spring Dance Hot Tubs in Philadelphia. This episode of the Spa Retailer Podcast is brought to you by Marquee. Well, hello, Jeff. Welcome to our uh, second podcast episode. How are you feeling about it so far? I like it. I think this is good. This is good stuff. So, I mean, a, a little bit of a confession time. So I love podcasts, but you have never listened to a podcast before, right? <laughs> no. no, but I, I've heard of them. So, uh, and uh, you know, I was halfway there. But um, And I do download books, which I know is sort of similar, like we're getting getting closer. But I will tell you this. I cannot believe how many people tell me uh, how much they listen to podcasts. Like it's, it's really an amazing. Um, I was talking with somebody from uh, um, an associate through business and they were just telling me about this one podcast they listen to every day on the, on the way to work. And it was, uh, it, it, they love it. Like it's, it's, uh, they get to, to listen to it on their own time. And uh, uh, it's, it's obviously something that's not going away. Yeah, it is a a medium that has exploded. I feel like there was a time, you know, when podcasts first came out that they were kind of popular and then it kind of died off. But now just in the last few years, it's just exploded. And I mean, I listen to, that's how I get a lot of my news. I listen to things about, you know, beauty and business and true crime. And I just kind of, you know, some of it, even fiction and, you know, kind of drama stuff. And I, I really kind of, listen to a wide range <laughs> well it's, it's kind of funny how the the, the uh, old old becomes new again i mean this is this is what um you know it used to be uh the radio shows of people people talking um you know back in the day um all the different like you were saying the drama shows and all that kind of stuff it's just but it allows people to listen to what they want to listen to and not be forced to have to listen to commercials and all the other stuff that um that maybe just dumbs things down for them. They, they'd rather be listening to stuff that interests them. And uh, right. I hope that's what we can do here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really fun. Um, and you know, actually uh, at the beginning of August, I was actually on another industry podcast um, called pool chasers. So, you know, for swimming pools, not hot tubs, but if anyone is interested in hearing a lot of my backstory, um, you can definitely go back and, and check that out. Tyler and Greg from um, Brothers Pools in Phoenix, Arizona, they started this industry podcast because they thought there was a need for it. And they, like me, love podcasts. And so it was really, it was really fun. Um, so yeah, if you, you know, if you want to listen to me talk about myself for two hours, you know, you can definitely check that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That that's that's really cool. Uh, kudos to them for thinking the industry needed that and putting that together. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is really impressive. Like you know, just two young guys. They're they're in their early thirties, like I am, and they just you know when they started their business, they had a hard time finding resources. And so once they kind of got rolling, and they're doing really well in their in their market in Scottsdale, you know, they decided to kind of turn around and give back and help other people out. And so. It's it's been really successful, and I enjoy listening to it. So yeah, I mean, check it out. You know, even if you don't build swimming pools, you know, it's you know they're great guys, and and uh, it's a good show. That's awesome. So 
the interview that we are about to listen to and talk about with the guys from Flint Hill Spas, um, it's, I actually talked to them before Jeff came on the podcast. So it's just me interviewing this time, interviewing them this time. But, um, but Jeff has had a chance to, to listen to it and hear about their story. And you've probably already read about them in, in Spa Retailer. They were in our, in our last issue, um, but Jamil and Greg, or not Greg, Jamil and Dave, uh, just have this really interesting partnership and how that whole thing came together for them is just fascinating to me. Uh, what kind of stuck out to you, Jeff, about that interview? Well, I, I mean, uh, that two people can um, work in the business like they do is really unique to have an owner that um, sells the business but then stays on as GM. Uh, says speaks volumes to their um, their egos and uh, how um, it was even not just their egos but the the ability that they um, they have such self-confidence that it 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 doesn't doesn't bother them it works and uh, uh, you know the big picture is the success of the company and and they're able to do that and I, I was really impressed that they could do that very unique situation for sure yeah, so Dave um, was the original owner of Flint Hill Spas in Wichita, Kansas, and he sold the business to Jamil and then stayed on, like you said, as GM. And it's just really interesting. Dave is an old timer in the industry. I mean, he goes all the way back to the California Cooperage days. Um, you know, he's been in the industry since the '70s. He's worked in a lot of different roles in the industry, so he really knows hot tubs and knows this business. And then. Jamil was just a, a business guy in Wichita. He had worked for the Koch brothers for a long time. Koch Industries um, was ready to do something else and was looking for a business to buy. And for some reason, it was it was hot tubs. <laughs> I thought I thought it was so interesting um, the way that uh, he sees themselves. They see themselves or as being you know the best in the business, and that not being based just on volume. And I thought that spoke that speaks volumes of how they. They um, they take care of things with service. And, you know, it's really true. You don't have to sell the most spas in your market to be the best. And uh, I, I like that uh, where he talks about um, their customer care and quality of the products they sell are, are, are what make them unique and make them great. And I, I, I think that's uh, that's commendable. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely not the, the biggest store in that market and, you know, but yeah, they they clearly clearly are doing something right. They just opened their their second location on the other side of town, and so things are things seem to be going really well. And kudos to, kudos to them for figuring out how to how to make it work. And um, you know, like you said, for both of them to have the willingness to to see where the other person had strengths. And, you know, Dave, obviously it's his hot tub knowledge and Jamil, it's coming from his, his business background. And they said, you know what, we've got the right, the right mix here to make it work. And I think Dave sold the business to him thinking that he was going to retire and then just kind of stuck around. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, um, as I had just purchased uh, or bought my partner out and purchased the company, uh, one of the things that had crossed my mind to do was to, um, was to start from scratch and go into a different market. That was one of my options to buy the company or to do to do that. And I thought it was interesting. He br he brings that up in the in the interview. Um, the thought about uh, starting from scratch, and I I, I can tell I'm um, he's glad he didn't because there's a, there's a lot of work that goes from that. And uh, clearly, Dave had built a, a great foundation um, that uh, Jamil could grow. So yeah, it's interesting. 
Yeah. So I, unfortunately, Dave, um, he had to take care of some customers during the interview. So we only kind of get him at the beginning there. And then it's just uh, Jamil and I talking for the rest of it. So, you know, I wish we could have had him on there for a little longer. I'm sure he has um, some great tales from uh, the hot tub industry past, but I felt like even what we could hear from him was, was interesting and, uh, and insightful. So I was sad we couldn't stay for the whole thing, but, um, but I was glad we had him on there for a little bit. We're going to take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsor. And when we return, hear the full story straight from Jamil and Dave. Marquise Micro Silk Beauty Treatment moisturizes and hydrates at the same time. Micro bubbles envelop your body in a soothing, effervescent cloud of oxygen, diving deeply into pores to restore collagen. Micro Silk leaves your skin silky with reduced fine lines and wrinkles. A microsilk bubble is negatively charged, approximately 50 to 100 times smaller than a typical hot tub bubble. Negatively charged ions are credited with increased serotonin production, which is associated with emotional stability, a sense of well-being, and promotes restful sleep. Microsilk is available on signature line models Spirit, Promise, Resort, Euphoria, Epic, and all Vector 21 hot tub models. I gotta say personally, this is one of the more fascinating hot tub features that's currently on the market. The older I get, it seems the more beauty products I buy that promise to do all of these things for my skin. I have never tried it, but give me a snorkel and I am all in on Microsilk. For more information, visit MarquiseBaz.com. So welcome to the Spa Retailer Podcast. Um, I'm so happy today to have the guys from Flint Hill Spas in Wichita, Kansas, visiting with us today. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, guys. No problem. Thanks for having us. So could you both just say uh, your names and, and, and what you do at your store? Well, my name is Jamil Tabasi. Um, I'm the owner of Flint Hill Spas. I'm Dave Garrison. I'm general manager and founder <laughs> of Flint Hill Spas. Founder and former owner, yes. Okay, great. Well, then this will be uh, an interesting mix of opinions on, on the on the progression of the of the business. <laughs> what did you do, Jamil? Just starting with you, what did you do before you before you bought the business? So, um, so I, I'm originally from Arizona. We we um, um, we were in Phoenix for a few years, and then ended up moving to Wichita. I got a job with a company called Coke Industries here in Wichita. Sure which is a large kind of oil and gas and commodity company. And so we moved here in 1996 and I spent about 17 years with Coke um, here in Wichita. And we were also, they moved us away for a period of time. And, um, and I, I got to know Dave and Flint Hill Spas because uh, back in 2007 or 2008, um, we bought a hot tub from him, which we still have today how this all came about was back in it would have been 2013 i left coke and and took a little time off dave and i ran into each other at some point i think it was in 2014 and he he said well what are you doing and i i said well i'm trying to see you know i'd like to buy a business buy a small business and and do that and and one thing led to another and and we ended up buying the business from dave but dave um, and he can give you a little bit more of his history in the in the industry, but but um, didn't want to just retire and hang it up. Wanted to continue working, so it was kind of a good a good fit for us as, as far as that goes. 
Yeah, that's interesting because you almost never see that where a former owner stays in the business for any, you know, I mean, for short periods of time, sure, but not for any any length of time and not to the involvement that it sounds like, Dave, you are, you are still involved. Um, but before we get to that, can you tell me how you started, how you started the business and why you wanted to, um, to sell it to Jamil? Well, um, I've been in the industry since the mid to late 70s and both on the retail manufacturing side, distribution side. And um, how I got into the business originally was when I came back here, when I got out out of college, um, I started a little construction company. We were doing high-end remodeling jobs, backyard renovations. And at that time, Cliff Branch, who owned California Cooperage, was he was a big marketer. He was running ads in in um, running ads in Playboy, Time Magazine on on um, Redwood hot tubs. And my clients started asking me about these whirly tubs that they were seeing advertised in the magazines, and that kind of piqued my interest. I thought I need to get out and take a look at these tubs, and so I ended up taking a California Cooper's dealership at that time and opening a store here in Wichita. And now I say that was the mid to late seventies. And then I got to know a lot of the going to those trade shows, which were very small at that point in time, got to know a lot of the manufacturers and having a job offer from one of the manufacturers in Southern California. So I moved out there, sold my interest in the business uh, to my partner at that time and moved to Southern, Southern California. I've been in the industry since. And um, I moved back here in the early nineties. And basically, I had retired for a while and and uh, I was still going to the trade shows in the industry just because I had so many relationships. And the in, in probably 2004, I was at one of the trade shows and I had been I had done some consulting for a, a little manufacturer and for a while before that. And they couldn't pay me. So they paid me in hot tubs. <laughs> and so I, I, I had a warehouse full of hot tubs, and at that, at that, in 2004, when I went to the show, I had sold through those hot tubs, and and I ran into one of the reps from Artesian, and they said he said you got to come look at this line, and so I I went and spent some time with him, and and um, so I I inquired as to if I could just buy them, keep them in a warehouse, and kind of sell them through word of mouth and all that, and they said fine, um, until you know if we bring a, a storefront retailer in then you would not have access to the product. Well, I came back and at that point talked to my attorney and, and the necessary people and decided to open the store, open the retail front. And that, so the, the store actually opened into it. was incorporated in 2004. So that's kind of a little bit of my background and, and how the, how the new store happened. And there were several people who in the industry that when they heard that I was opening a retail store, they said, do you think you need to have your head checked for? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a common refrain yeah. in the industry. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's kind of funny because when I retired from the industry, everybody said, you're, you're not retiring. You can't leave this industry. You can't get out of it once you're in it. So you're, that's for sure. You're in it forever. <laughs> Just the other day, I was doing some research and ran across some of those old um, California Cooperage Playboy ads, and they were, I mean, they're 
pretty crazy for the for the time I feel like and I it was interesting because I feel like nobody is doing that type of advertising anymore. I mean not just in Playboy but that type of consumer advertising in general and I was I was fascinated uh, by by the whole thing. Cliff, Cliff Branch was I mean that was his whole thing was was the marketing and I mean he he for his period in time and that time I mean he he was way ahead of things. Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty it was a pretty interesting look back that I stumbled across the other day, and so and here you are knowing all about it. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun back then because the industry was so small, and all the competitors were best friends. I mean, we were mm. we competed during the day and we'd go to dinner at night. So you were looking for a business to meal, and you're like, I hot tubs, hot tubs, it is. <laughs> it just kind of fell fell into place. It, it, it certainly just fell into place. Um, I mean, what I was interested in was a business that had growth potential and I guess upside potential. I mean, that's really kind of what, what I enjoy doing is, is working on growth businesses, I guess you'd say. So we knew a little lot, like I mentioned, because we had bought a hot tub from Dave, we knew a little bit about the business. We were regulars for, you know, the chemicals, filters and so forth. So when the when the subject came up with Dave, um, Leslie, my wife and I got to talking and said, "Well, you know, this there, you know, there may be something here to maybe, you know, compare how the business was running previous to us buying it and and how it is now." It, this, I mean, I, I would probably argue, and of course I'm biased, and so is Dave, that that Flint Hill Spas in the the pre Jamil era was probably the leading hot tub business in the, you know, kind of the Wichita area, but was, but not, not volume wise, but in terms of things like customer care and quality of products and purchasing experience and follow-up experience for customers, that kind of thing. It was a pretty small store with limited marketing, mainly word of mouth. And that's how I got connected with Dave is because we had friends and, and a number of friends that had, you know, when the subject came up, they'd, oh, you got to go to Dave at Flint Hill Spas. So we saw, I guess, to, to to answer your question, maybe I think we saw some some potential um, in uh, opportunity to grow the business that uh, was attractive to us. Now, this was a big, like I mentioned at the beginning. I mean, I came from a commodity right. type background, not a retail background. So this has been um, uh, kind of a change um, uh, for me in mindset. <laughs> how things work. Sure. But, um, fortunately our business, like many in this, in this industry are, um, especially if you're not involved in pools, which we're at, at this time, we're not, I mean, it's not overly complicated. There's not, you know, you don't have a million SKUs, you know, they're not, you know, huge number of transactions per day or per week. So a little bit simpler for that, but it's been a little bit of an adjustment for me. So was was Dave just kind of interested in, in in easing back into retirement and didn't want the headache of running some of the the back end ownership type things anymore? I I think at the time, so this again, our conversation started in 2014. He had sort of a three year, if I, as I recall, it was like a three year horizon, and um, and then he wanted to sell, and I I think his you know, his thought was, well, what happened? I mean, it's not, I mean, selling a, selling a small business is not easy. It's not like selling a stock where you wake up, decide to do it and it's done. It takes time. And what happens if there is, if that opportunity doesn't come along, you know, when, when he's ready. 
And, uh, and again, we were very interested in retaining his uh, industry and product knowledge and passion for, for the business and, and having grown up here, I mean, his, you know, you know, he knows a lot of people. So again, it was, it was kind of a great fit. Now the three years, so that three years ended like last year (laughs) and he's, he's still going strong and, and, um, and we have, you know, kind of more growth plans in the, in the, this year and beyond that, I think he's, he's just as excited to, to, to be a part of. Partnerships so rarely work. Um, and I feel like when something has been your business and now it's someone else's business, it's got to be really hard to, to just step back and, and say, yeah, you can make all of the, all of the decisions and I'm just going to, and I'm going to continue to work for you. I mean, how has that, how has that been? I mean, it seems like it's going well. You guys seem to get along and he's still there. I mean, has that been, how has that right. been? Well, I think we're we're fortunate because both of our personalities tend to be open. You know, we tend to be open to listen to new ideas or open to challenge. And uh, I mean, and and so and we have a very open dialogue about things. I mean, we're a small company, so it's you know, if we call a meeting, it's two to four people, and <laughs> that's it. But so we talk a lot about things, and especially early on. But we, we, we always had and still do have an open dialogue. Um, now, that's not to say we, you know, there are things that Dave coming from, you know, at least the previous 10 or 15 years, kind of a small, small business environment where things were done maybe a little bit more loose. I'm coming from a big company um, where with more structure. I'm not going to say there weren't times where, where those two ideologies didn't you know, kind of clash a little bit, but in general, it's been a nice, we complement each other as far as that, as far as that goes. And, and I think, you know, how, again, how the, how we've been able to run the business in the last, you know, three plus years has, has shown that. So you guys are about to open up your second location. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. We've, uh, we'll be opening in kind of late, Late summer, early fall, our second store, which will be in our, our current store, is in East Wichita. This store will be in in West Wichita. Um, and we today we have a number of we we get a fair amount of West Wichita business in the surrounding area, but we kind of feel like there's more that we can do by being in closer proximity to that. The way Wichita, Kansas is. Set. I mean, it's kind of like you're you're an east sider or a west sider, right? And even though going from East Wichita to West Wichita, vice versa, is like 15 minute drive, 15 to 20 minutes, a lot of people won't do that, won't make that drive, and like to stay kind of in their in their little bubble. We do get some people that will. I mean, they're going to turn over every rock before they make a buying decision. And then you get others that are going to walk in the first one they see, they like, okay, let's do it. Um, but I think the majority of the market is going to maybe shop two or three locations. And, and in our market here, that's, we, we believe that probably precludes us because of where we are regionally. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there a difference in, is there a difference in demographics between the, the East and the West, or is it, it's just a matter of, of, where people are located. Oh, I th- there's there's a little bit. I mean, I think on a you know household income in general is a little bit higher in the in the east versus the west. Um, Western Wichita is there's there's probably more growth. Um, there's more uh, home 
housing developments going up and things like that. So, so there's a lot of activity in West Wichita and then again in some of the surrounding communities that, that border on Wichita. But um, so there is a little bit of difference, but I mean, it's not, it's not a, a huge difference. How is it for you since you, you bought an existing business and so, you know, you're, you take that over, but there's not, you're not opening a new storefront, you're not building a new thing. I mean, it's, it's kind of already there for you. How has that been versus what you're doing now with opening a new location? Is it, what are the differences in, in that? Yeah, right or wrong. The way my, I guess my brain is wired as far as these things go is I would kind of rather, rather than like, if I had set out, let's say five years ago, say, I want to get in the hot tub business. My thinking is I'd rather buy into the, you know, find a company to buy, then start from scratch. Right. And I, I think that's, a, not to get off on a tangent, but that's sort of a mentality that, that uh, we had at Coke Industries when I was there. And so it made sense from that standpoint. Now, this will be, because when we bought the business in 2000, early 2015, we relocated it about six months later. So we had to go through the process of finding a location and we ended up finding a building we could buy and floor planning and build out and all the things that go along with with that. This is pretty similar to um, to going through the process we did to relocate the business back three, 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 three and a half years ago. I think it's a whole different animal to where we to decide to let's say we were to find a surrounding market, you know, within an hour or two drive of Wichita, and say, well, this this is a good opportunity to go to to go start up a new business is I think m- much more challenging than finding one that's that's already an existing player in the market that you might be able to purchase and run and grow from there. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like so you've already kind of gone through that process of of opening a new location already with the with the that initial move. Right, right. So it's very, I mean, we use some of the same contractors for the build out and for the most part, our suppliers for the products that we sell, certainly the hot tubs, swim spas, grills, some of those types of things, the saunas will keep the same. We'll introduce some new products as well. But, and I think we found in this case, the store number two will be leasing the space and we found a really good landlord who's been, been great to work with. So we're keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah, it must be it must be really really exciting to kind of take this thing on and and watch it grow. What would you think what did you say has been the biggest challenge for you since since opening the business? Has it been learning about the hot tip business or just learning about um you know running a retail operation or maybe just being a business owner in general? What what's been the the most challenging part for you? The we we've had a lot of growth and that's been fun, but it's it it can be a challenge to to manage the growth and transition from a what was essentially a single product, um, you know, hot tubs and and then spa care products to adding other products and all that goes along with that um, has been a challenge at times. Just some of the things that I think relating to the um, how we've expanded. The, the previously the business did not have a service department that was contracted out, and and we've added a couple of service guys that, which has been a good decision for us. But that's another example where you're introducing something new that, and no matter what you think and how much homework you do on these type of things, it's you you, you can't think of of everything and. <laughs> 
it, it's uh, even to this day we're 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 learning about you know how to how to do things the the right way on some of this this new stuff. Um, and as I mentioned before, I mean I I don't know challenge is a bit of a strong word for you know kind of the the whole process of Dave and I learning how how each other works and mm-hmm. even though we knew each other before, but. But and coming from different backgrounds, I mean, there were times when that was that was challenging. We had to we had to you know learn to how how to work to work with each other, and that that's that was a factor as well. Yeah, has it been has it been overall a, a fun experience for you? I mean, coming from um, like you said, a completely different type of of professional background, is it fun to kind of have this new new thing to try and to learn these new things and take on something that's kind of completely outside of what you were doing before? I mean, th- this has been a great experience. It's been a lot of fun. I enjoy being, I guess you'd say, my own boss and being a small business owner. The products, the products that we sell here, are meant to make people feel good and make them happy. And so it's a lot of fun to, you know, in some cases we're helping solve a physical issue or we're creating, you know, a mechanism for more family time or relaxation, whatever that is. So. You know, people walk out the door of a, you know, a spa and pool store and, and they have a smile on their face and, and, and we like that and being part of that. Yeah, that's one of the things that I love about this about this industry, too. I mean, we, these products do a lot of good for people, both physically and kind of that emotional part is part two. And I just, um, yeah, it's a really fun thing to be involved in. Exactly. So in the midst of, of owning Flint Hills spas, did you also buy another local Wichita business? We did. Um, the So this would be back in, oh, it was about three, two years ago. We're in our third year. Uh, we bought a, it's a bakery and cafe called Great Harvest Bread Company, which is actually a franchise. There's, there are not a lot of Great Harvest Bread Companies around the country. There's about, uh, I think, 150 or so. Um, but that was kind of a, not only because of the business itself, because we weren't really looking to get into a bakery or a cafe, but also because it was another, this was another example where we, act, we happened to know on a personal basis, the previous owners of the business. Furthermore, it's located about, oh, I mean, not even a block. It's, it's like right behind where Flint Hills Falls is. So you can walk from Flint Hills to great, I mean, in like one minute. So it's just happens to be sort of geographically <laughs> right next door. So that was, and so in the Tabasi household, the way we, uh, I, I kind of spend more of my time on Flint Hill spas and Leslie, my wife is, is spending more time on great harvest bread company. That's great. I mean, that sounds like you guys have a lot, a lot on your, on your plate. And, uh, I have to say, so my, I mean, this is kind of a confession. My parents used to live in Wichita and my, my mom loved Great Harvest Bread Company. I think every time I went to visit them there, we would, cool. we would go there. So <laughs> I am definitely familiar with, with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely a neighborhood uh, location with lots of, lots of repeat business and lots of people that come back. Is there anything else that, that we haven't touched on that you think it's important for people to know about, about you guys, about your, about your business, about what you're, what you're doing that we haven't touched on yet? Just going back to something we talked about oh, 10 or 15 minutes ago, just about, I mean, this has been a fun experience and a, and a fun ride. And, and uh, I think for everyone involved in, in Flint Hill Spas, uh, we're, we're just really positive about 
how the future looks and, and our opportunities to grow. And it's just kind of exciting to, I mean, we, we have to look at what we have a lot right in front of us that we've got to tackle and, and execute on, but we're just, it gets kind of exciting to think about where we might be in two years or three years or five years or something like that. So, so it's, it's been a fun ride and we hope it continues. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for talking to me today about it. It's um, you have a really interesting setup and backstory. And I think that other people in the industry will be, will be interested to learn about it too. So thank you so much. No problem. We're, we're happy to do it. Nice talking to you. Yeah. How about, how about a guy that's in the hot tub business and as the, as though opening a second store is not enough, let's uh, let's also have a, a restaurant. Um, I found that, I found that to be amazing. That blew my mind too, because just owning one business is hard enough. And, and you, I mean, and your wife was involved in your business. I mean, and my husband, even though he doesn't work at spa retailer, when you own a company, you are involved, both spouses. And so that just, I just can't imagine that they're doing two separate things. That just is very fascinating and impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive, Megan. And I, you know, I just think too, again, it's industries that are, couldn't be more opposite. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I've often thought I wouldn't, I, 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 as tough as this, um, this industry can be sometimes, um, I'm glad I'm not in the food business. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) But yeah, it was great. It was great to hear their story. And, you know, thank you so much to Dave and Jamil for letting us talk to you and, and learn about Flint Hill Spas, um, you know, I was hopefully they're right up the road for me about three hours away. So maybe one day I can actually get in there and and say hi. So thanks a lot guys. And thank you, Jeff, for, uh, for doing this again. (laughs) We didn't scare you off the first time around. That's great. Thank you, Megan. You're doing great. This is a great way to get info out to all the dealers out there. Well, we will be back uh, in a couple of weeks with a, with a new episode. So thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll be back. Spa Retailer Podcast is produced by Spa Retailer Magazine. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SpaRetailer.com, and the Spa Retailer app. Please leave us a review and let us know what you think or email us at podcast at SpaRetailer.com. Spa